Welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, On Topic, a show where we talk about tabletop gaming topics of all kinds. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. This week we're talking about word and logic puzzles. Sudoku, Wordle, crosswords, cross logic, and other of those types are all certainly more puzzled than game, but they trigger similar feelings. What draws us to these types of activities, and why are we willing to... Chris wrote these words. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> Why are we <laughs> willing to play them to these... over and over again when they seem like fifth grade homework? Come on, that was brilliant. <laughs> you put an extra the in there. Well, Why are we the play them? <laughs> um, well, I don't know. See, this is, this is the problem for recording off days. We just don't know. Anyway, I want to first thank all of our patrons, friends of the shows. We got Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sarah Wetworth, The Gift of Games. Um, thank you, everyone else, to all of our patrons. And thanks to our normal live audience, which we don't have today because I'm messing everything up. For two weeks. I'm two weeks I'm messing. So you guys I'm get excited. Two- I'm taking yeah. a break. You guys get two weeks off. <laughs> Um, I mean, we're recording today, so it's like one week off. Well, sorry. Yeah. So as you are listening to this, our dear listeners, um, we recorded this four days ago because it's Friday right now. Chris is in the middle of the ocean. Go save him. I am currently in the middle of the ocean. If all went well, I could get to the boat (laughs) and then you'd be like, "Mm, nah, we're not letting you on. And I'd be like, but, but I had a drink package. Um, But if they let me on. I have a drink package, and it's Tuesday, so (laughs) it's going to be a good Tuesday. Uh, Let's see. I will, however, still be checking in on the Discord because we have our Wordle channel, and I can't break my Wordle streak. I got internet just so I could keep playing Wordle, and not just so I could keep playing Wordle, but also for our board game arena games, which we're also, well, I'm in the middle of three of them. Um, so yeah, last week we mentioned <laughs> that we were starting a welcome to, what are you guys thinking about it? Cause you have, you have not played a ton of board game arena, but now that you're in a large turn-based thing, Fletcher, what do you think? Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. I like this game. I like that. It's pretty, you know, asynchronous. Um, it's nice. And the interface is actually pretty good too. I have to say it's a pretty nice interface. Yeah. We're playing a 10 player game and it's going pretty fast. It's usually the last person that is going, uh, well, I, I probably started it because the very first <laughs> time I saw, I just saw Kitty sitting there not taking her turn. So I prompted her. And then the next day, she's like, um, now you haven't taken your turn. And so she prompted So I me. sent him back his exact words, <laughs> except edited for correctness. Back to him. <laughs> That's true. And then, and then we just prompt, prompted Sir Sully, uh, which started a little bit of a back and forth on Discord. So <laughs> all good prompting. All good prompting. I but, think we're, what, doing like two to three turns a day? Yeah. Approximately. Yeah, we're making a pretty good clip on this, I think. Uh, let's see. We've done nine, eight, eight turns so far, and it's only been, yeah, three days. It's been, or two days, maybe two or three days he activated the game. Um, yeah, we're probably going to keep making these. Uh, welcome to is an easy one. So there'll probably be always a welcome to game that you can join. And there's a couple other roll and writes of this nature where everyone's taking simultaneous turns that I might start up to. Uh, a couple other games that I'm really enjoying that I didn't think I would was, well, one other game is Space Base. Um, another game that I was playing earlier is Nedavillier, which is, both of those are kind of card drafting games. Nedavillier is definitely a card drafting game. Uh, I now own both of those games physically. I thought that playing Board Game Arena would save me money, and it hasn't. <laughs> Yeah, but they're so per- no, they're just cards. But I still I wanted to own them. And then the other, the one that I'm not enjoying so much is Colt Express, and not because of the game. I think the game's probably fine, but because of the that one has taken us about four or five days to activate like one round or something. Like you have to play each person's playing a card, then you have to wait for everyone to play cards. You're all playing a bunch of cards, and then all of a sudden the round triggers, and it just takes forever. So that one, I think I'd rather play real time than asynchronous but that's what you do you play these games and find out which ones work well and which ones work not and it only took us two years of a pandemic to decide to do this (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's weird because we've been talking about doing this for so long and i dragged my feet for like no reason and now within the last month we've been playing the crew i don't remember the second version's name deep something yeah mission deep sea uh, we've been playing that for three weeks now, and we 
what we got through 13 missions the first time we played and then like three missions the next time we played but we picked up our pace again the last time yeah we're now on mission 22 so we're two-thirds way through the game yeah and it's been really fun and so we're playing that one real time though on a zoom call with it open so this is my first this welcome to game has been my first asynchronous um and this game works really well. I think any roll and write or flip and write style game would be, or is it flip and fill now is the cool way to talk about these ones? I don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, that kind of, that style of game, um, really fun to play on BGA with a lot of people asynchronously because it, it doesn't matter. Everyone's doing the same things at the same time. And if you are on the Discord, I actually created three voice channels, so BGA 1, 2, and 3. So if you wanted to do a real-time game and just jump in the Discord voice chats, you could do that, too. And everyone's welcome. Join our Discord. The link is in the show notes. And Fletcher, we'll get you in on a game soon once we beat our the crew. I am in a game. Well, no, no, no. Like a real-time game with us. We can yeah, you'll have, you'll have to start I'm joining us. I'm invited. <laughs> I hear you were getting sent screenshots all Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. We yes. Were, we were talking smack about you, and it felt wrong to talk smack without you knowing about it. So, <laughs> Yeah, so we had to inform you, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's bad to talk about someone import, you know, poorly behind their back. Yeah. So we'll just <laughs> we send them screenshots of everything faces. we said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look what we were saying about you. Ha ha. But... Yeah, well, we won't be playing this Tuesday because I'll be on a cruise ship. Unless I can figure out, unless my internet will allow me to Zoom and BGA at the same time. And then I might just like step aside and be like, all right, let's play. But um, maybe I don't know. Maybe one. we'll just replace you with Fletcher for this week and we'll play something different. Me, Spencer, Sydney, Fletcher. I would be okay you. as long as you weren't playing the crew. Or you could play the original crew to just see how the differences are. So maybe we'll see. It's still a good game. We might also all be enjoying our freedom without your oppressive fist (laughs) (laughs) hanging over our lives. Do Cool taskmaster. (laughs) Get back and play those games. (laughs) Speaking of insisting that you have fun. Is that is that this topic? (laughs) Um, No, you you came up with this topic. So. I don't know yeah. if I came up with this topic or if I just had too much boring fun <laughs> <laughs> I for everyone else. I got yelled at too many times because the fun that I like isn't fun enough. <laughs> <laughs> so we, yeah, the topic we're talking about today is logic. I call, I'm going to call it logic games in the, as the episode title, but really what we're talking about are logic puzzles. And... <sighs> We've talked we have about a games, whole episode about our uh, puzzle games. games puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not really going to, we don't, it doesn't matter if puzzles are games. It's, we're talking about the things that, they're, they're logic puzzles, right? The Sudoku is probably the best known for these. You call it a crossword game, do you not? Um, I no. played crossword the crossword. Puzzle. Yeah, crosswords are always crossword puzzles. Yeah, but somebody will say I played it. Um, or do I you just do know. it? I think do I don't it. know. I think you do crossword puzzles. Yeah. I think you do them. Yeah. Whatever. But, like Wordle. I wonder if people say they played Wordle. I don't I'm think sure they so. do. I mean, people probably do. But going on Twitter now, yeah. wading I'm, into that cesspool. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, yeah. People are using Wordle as a verb now. Did you Wordle today? Yeah. Did you Wordle? <laughs> <laughs> Have a Wordle. Um, but yeah. I mean, and again, I'm not. This isn't really about whether or not they're games or not. It doesn't actually matter. They are fun activities regardless of how you want to classify them. And I'm more curious of digging in as to why they're fun because they're basically homework. They're, they're, they're math puzzles. Basically homework. I mean, that's what it reminds me as it's like, it's, it's a, it's doing the same problem over and over and over. And I'm going to use Sudoku for a little bit because I think you must have had really fun homework. I loved my math homework. So, but so like math problems in school, like your fifth grade math, it's like, okay, I'm learning how to do long division. Well, you're just changing the numbers and then you do long division again, right? You follow this process and you get an answer. Cool. Sudoku and these other puzzles are very similar to that. You just, here's a new arrangement of numbers. Now solve that problem. Now, crossword is a little different, but these other ones are not that different from there. Even Wordle, you could play Wordle not knowing not any words different. using yeah. nothing but logic rule. Mm-hmm. That's true. 
And it helps if you know words, but yes. you don't have to. <laughs> but you don't have to. You could just think of it. It's just a symbol matching game. Yep. Yeah, I've started to get a lot of recommendations on YouTube. Like, hey, we noticed that you've had the Wordle tab open for, you know, three consecutive weeks. We're going to start recommending you these. Like, this is the best opening word. How to win at Wordle every time. Use these tips and tricks to get better at Wordle. It's You can totally use all of these logic clues. I just watched an hour-long YouTube video on information theory using Wordle as like the the descriptor of how information theory works. So, but it still makes it fun. Every morning, I well, actually I don't wait till morning. Every night before I go to bed, I do my <laughs> Wordle puzzle and then like post it, right? And so now I'm wondering, what is the most fun part of Wordle? Winning. To guessing. <laughs> is it? I mean, mm. I like winning, but I, I like I like the logic aspect and guessing and like getting it correctly quicker as opposed to just getting it correctly in six, getting correctly in like two or three. Three is skill, two is luck. But yes, I I agree with you. (laughs) Two is not luck. Uh, Two is very hard to be in any way consistent. But yes, three, I think three is something you can be a little bit consistent with. Um, But yeah, three and four, those are tend to be three and a half. I'm usually getting it by four. Yeah, I've had some bad ones the last couple days where I'm like, I got to six. I'm like, oh, that was so. All right. So getting it right quicker. Um, And Kitty, you said the same thing, like guessing right. Uh, I just said winning. Winning, winning is the fun part. When, it, when you see them all turn green as those tiles turn over. Green, 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 green. When Vanna green. White just taps every I tile love it. and it yes. turns over. <laughs> um, I, I just like there's that moment every time you hit enter. Where like you're like, is it gonna happen? It's like the anticipation too is really fun. So is it just that anticipation, or is there anything? So I'm I mean my my favorite part is not necessarily playing Wordle, um, because I think I would play it for you know if I was just doing it by myself, I might play it for a couple weeks or something. The first time I broke my streak, I'd probably never go back and play it again. Um, <laughs> would be the essential thing. <laughs> I think that streak is important because it means I'm getting something. My score is going up if I keep playing every day. It's funny because like I don't hear a lot of people though comparing their streaks. I feel like your streak matters a lot to you, but like just did you get it or not, or how many guesses seems to be more what other people discuss. I well, I, I agree with you, but I think it's gone because I don't know what your streak numbers are. True. I guess I could go to Discord and count, but that seems like work. (laughs) (laughs) That is a lot of work. But I mean, since it's gone viral, it's only been maybe a month, right? It it went viral kind of early January. It's been around for a long time. It's been around for most of last year. I've been playing for 20 days. Yeah. So, and Sydney actually mentioned to me the other day that she was playing. She didn't realize I was playing until I did the podcast on it. That's how she (laughs) discovered that I was playing. Wow. Because she doesn't, she knows I don't like word games. talk more. Well, yes, but she knows I don't like word games. So we just, like, she never even mentioned it. And so then. It's not a word game. (laughs) Right. But then the other day, she's like, oh, I forgot to do it today. And she had broken her streak. And it took her like three days to get back into it to say, okay, fine, I'll start up again. So for her, it did matter. Like, when she broke that streak, it felt like, now I have to start all over again. And I, I definitely get that. Yeah, I broke my streak like a weekend just because I forgot to play. And I think it's different if you forget to play versus if you lose. Like if I lost, if I didn't get it in six, I'd be very mad and I would probably walk away for a few days. Um, But when I forget, I'm like, well, uh, that was that's not fair (laughs) to myself. I'm starting again and I'm going to beat it this time. It's like more like a. I'm going to remember this time thing instead of like, uh, oh, no, I lost. So, um, so I don't know. Pro tip, I'm fairly certain that if you just reverse the time on your computer and then open up the browser, you can get your, if you miss a day, you can That's get that That's so much work. I'm not, I'm, I'm I'm not going to do it. It's not, I'm not It's saying- not the same. I know, I know. And that's the thing about the this same. game. And this all goes <laughs> into why is Wordle fun, right? Then I, you can get it in one. <laughs> well, I won't even tell you how I you can get it in so one. so good. But, yeah, you can get it in one pretty easily. Um, 
but I think the streak has something to do with it. So there is that addicting the panels flipping over, right? Flip, 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 mm-hmm. flip. Like, which ones did I get? Um, or when you think you have the word and then one of the letters doesn't flip and you're like, what the flipping what? And, yeah. <laughs> what other word even starts with these letters? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I was talking for a friend. Oh, my gosh. I had Spencer helping me the other day and we were both just staring at this word <laughs> and like i had three out of five letters i was like there there are no more possibilities none of these words exist and then i typed it in and i was like oh my god that's like such a of course that's a word everyone knows this word it wasn't even like a an unusual or like strange <laughs> word nope, but my brain was just not strange getting it i've seen yeah i i, I don't know i feel like today's word was weird there's, there's no. been a lot of weird words lately, but they're not only I was weird not a fan while I'm of trying to figure word. them out. Exactly. <laughs> Am I the only one that after I solve the puzzle? So here's the other th- piece that keeps me going. The streak is one thing. The other one is sharing it with a group of people. Even if people yep. aren't commenting on it, that sharing factor and seeing other people's patterns and stuff, that to me is why I keep doing it. I like being part of that passive community. Yeah, yeah, our, our Wordle Discord is like the least interactive but most active Discord I have ever been a part of. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, everyone puts up their stuff, and that's it. Occasionally, there's one or two comments, but mostly just like, it's all squares. Whoops, all squares. <laughs> yep. Whoops, all squares. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. So, basically, the reason we're talking about Wordle, we've talked about Wordle a lot. Wordle's all all the rage. But we're okay. using that as an example of a logic puzzle that has been gamified. So, you have mm-hmm. your streak. You have your limit, right? You you can lose the puzzle. And that is that is uncommon for a lot of different puzzles. Like, crosswords, you can fill in the wrong word, I guess, and then you just, like, give up on it. But there's no rule in crosswords that doesn't say you just get erase it and put the right word in, right? Wordle has a lose condition. Mm-hmm. And then it has a social aspect to it as well. All of those things combined turns this logic puzzle into a pseudo game that can be played with friends. And I think you could apply this. This Wordle with friends? Wordle with friends. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's more like the game that I liked. It's like a multiplayer solitaire. Everyone plays their own, but you share your scores. It's like, you know, I, I get it. Now, the Sudoku, the lo- the closest I can think of for that is like the New York Times Sudoku puzzle, right? Um, and I've never done it, but it's it's the one I always hear about. And on Fridays, they do a hard one or whatever. So people are all working the same puzzle once per day. I don't know that it has the social aspect of it, or maybe I'm just not in that social circle. So I kind of ignore that. But I think, and crosswords the same way, right? The New York, cro- New York, it's New York Times crossword yeah. is the big one, right? Yep. Those yep. ones I'll I'll hear a lot. Like people are talking about those puzzles. And I think and you can do those online, but they're behind a paywall, which is why when the New York Times bought Wordle, um, they're like, Oh no, no, it'll be free for now. For now. Yeah. <laughs> so we can expect there not to be free at some point. But if it does go behind the the paywall, I th- one of two things is gonna happen. One one, the most likely one is okay. I'm done with Wordle. I don't really care that much about it. Or two, all right, it's only a couple bucks a month. And now I can do the Sudoku puzzle and share that too. Because I like do. But I don't know. I, I It's without that community, though, I'm not sure that I would keep doing it for any length of time. So, I mean, if the community suddenly went away, how long would you keep playing? I'd still play every day. I'd still play. I, I love the game. I think it's really fun. I'd play it probably as much as I like... I go through like phases with kind of like mobile games or games like this that I have on my phone where like I get really into it for a while and then I get sick of it and something else new pops up and like I'll come back to it sometimes. But, you know, like I've got probably like a three month cycle where I go through and there's some games that I always come back to, but there's some where I'm like, "Mm, well, that was fun for a while, but now I'm done with you. I would I agree with the three months. I think Sudoku is like that with me. So every five years, I'll spend three. (laughs) (laughs) Every two years, I get on a long plane flight and I'm like, don't I have that Sudoku book somewhere? I should have brought that with me. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing goes better with airplane than ginger ale and math. (laughs) I, well, I, I agree with you. I can't, I can't argue. Um, 
another Sudoku is barely math. Sudoku is counting. It is counting. Um, Sudoku is is. If you um, want to get into math, we still need to start Killer Sudoku. <laughs> yeah, it's Killer Sudoku is a little bit more mathy, but again, just addition. Uh, there's a lot of alternate Sudokus <laughs> that do crazy, crazy things, and that's I watch those on YouTube. I literally watch like crazy hard Sudokus being solved on YouTube as a pastime, and. I will spend an hour watching someone solve a puzzle where I will not spend an hour watching like, you know, million dollar budget television shows without doing something else. But when I'm watching the Sudoku puzzle, that's all I'm doing is just staring at this puzzle. And I, but, I, I mean, aren't they also like talking out their process oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of how and they're solving it? And that's the interesting part. It's not it's not what they're doing. It's how they're doing it. And yeah. you're learning. And I bet if you sat down with one of those puzzles now, m- you would at least have an idea of where to start. You would know how to get moving on something like that. And you're not maybe as good as the person you watch. But if you keep watching and you try, you'll probably get there. Yeah, I'm a better Sudoku solver now than I was before. Yeah, there, there is a skill to it. There are certain methods and mm. tricks and stuff. Um, and I like There's a logic, things. you could yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> I like figuring these things out. I like figure like it's puzzles, right? If you like puzzles, all of these things are related. Now, crosswords. I, we're going to talk about crosswords in a minute, but that are one the worst. Is, <laughs> they are the worst. They are unrelated um, to logic, and I I include them because there are more. They're puzzles, and there is some logic rules you can apply to them, but mostly they're just torture for me. Uh, but let's talk about your cross logic <laughs> app because you are you still playing? So the game, the app we're talking about. I we talked about it. I think last episode of the episode before I posted to this thing, um, I remember seeing <laughs> these. I was first introduced to them in fifth or sixth grade, and it mm-hmm. was in a science class where you know we were trying to methods of deduction, um, whether it's elimination or association or a number of different ways that you can deduce this must go with that. Um, and they're called cross logic puzzles in general. Um, they could just be called logic puzzles. Um, the app we're talking about that Kitty plays is Cross Logic, and I've played that a little bit. Fletcher, did you have a chance to download that? No, um, I don't even know what a Cross Logic puzzle is. Um, click on the link in our show notes. Actually, I don't think you can. Here. Uh, just just Google this App Store Cross Logic or um, Google Cross Logic. You'll as soon as you see it, you should probably recognize it. Uh, it usually has a number of options on well. Always has a number of options on the left side, number of options going across the top. And what you're trying to do is match the top options with the side option. Um, it, think of it like an Excel spreadsheet where the columns and rows are different and you're trying to match up what goes with what. So this you know, is Excel the game or what? Um, yes, it looks like Excel spreadsheets. Here, it, here's one. <laughs> I've never you seen can a game see. like this. Yeah. So I, imagine love these i've always yeah. heard them called logic puzzles i think cross logic is just the the name of this name game of this app. yeah yeah so imagine a situation um, where you have familiar to me you have three people that live in three houses and each of the houses are three different colors and i will tell you that joe lives in the house on elm street and i will say sarah's it's house not is blue, blue. <laughs> right you know yeah. and so i'm going to give you like a half a dozen clues depending on the size of the puzzle you'll get a number of clues and based on those clues and deductions and different things you have to figure out who lives in what house and what color all their houses are. and if you figure out all oh, the- so it's like a it's like a word problem yeah it's a word problem with a chart that you have to fill out to succeed yeah it's a logic basically word problem though but yes yes yeah um it it's more like you know like the brain teasers or brain busters i don't know if anyone else did those when they were in grade school but like those kinds of things but yeah they like, are like a specific Sally kind is taller of than tom yes tom yeah is shorter than bill well, mm-hmm. yeah and it's like who's the tallest yeah and yeah do, but so instead of that you, just, you have to find the height of each person and their hair color and what street yeah. they grew up on but what you just described <laughs> would be a one-dimensional logic puzzle Right. So you, yeah. you've described a single trait. Now we add another trait on top of that. And then you add another trait on top of that. And the more traits you have, the more you have to start linking things together. It's like, okay, well, Sally's taller than Bob. And I know Bob is six feet. So someone is seven feet. It must be Sally because, you know, she's wearing high heels or something. I don't know. Um, but you have to start making these deductions. And all of them are logical. You'd never guess in any of these logic puzzles. Mm-hmm. There's never a guess. 
everything you do can be rationally like decided up. And there's always only one solution. So that's another hallmark of these puzzles. So Sudoku, Wordle, CrossLogic, uh, Crosswords, all of these are are exactly the same. There's only one solution, and it's logical that you can, or in case of crossword, um, go to different crossword solving sites. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm curious, Kitty, because I, I used to, I like to think that I like these kind of puzzles, but I downloaded the app, and I was playing through the story mode, and I was just so bored. And <laughs> I don't know, like the puzzles were fine. Like I, I, I don't know, I did probably 20 of them and I got one wrong. And then the app sh- showed me an ad in order for me to play it again. I'm like, wait a minute, I just paid to unlock everything. And now you're showing me ads to reset this puzzle. <laughs> I'm a little annoyed, but then I kept playing. Um, but at So a did you point, switch um, from, from easy to hard to insane? I'm on hard. So the hards are the okay. are the the three traded one are the hard one. I remember because you have two traded, maybe and then you have three traded, and then you have four traded for the insane one. Um, but the problem was I just kept doing the same thing over and over. It felt like math. It felt like doing math problems, and there wasn't this social aspect. Like I wasn't sharing my results with you. And I wasn't competing with you to say, hey, look at, I'm smarter than you. I solved this logic puzzle before you did. And without that piece of gamification, it felt just like math. It felt like homework. And that's why I'm thinking the difference between Wordle and, you know, CrossLogic by myself, one of them keeps me wanting to go back to it. The other one doesn't. And I don't think it's the gameplay because I, I actually enjoy the gameplay of the CrossLogic I, I think they're more. very similar gameplay. If anything, yeah, I like CrossLogic better. Um, and I like them both. And I think, I, you know, I said too earlier, like, the social aspect of it is not what keeps me playing Myrtle. I like the game. And I would keep playing it even if there was, like, a ban on telling people your Wordle, you know, chart for the day. You can no longer share this. I'd still keep playing. I think it's just fun. Um and I like it, and I like these puzzles, and the satisfaction for me is not in sharing, but in solving. And I like the feeling that, like, of accomplishment. I did it. I figured it out. I did something. Um, and I just sent you um, the book of puzzles that was too hard for me. So <laughs> we'll see. I keep trying them, but um, but these ones are really fun too. And there are other. It's more logic puzzles. I've been doing these for a long time. You can find websites full of these. You can find book full of these. Um, the Montague Island Mysteries are the ones that um, were too hard for me. And when I bought it years ago, it was the only one. But now there are four of them. Three of them. Three or four of them. So I'm going to put um, a link to this particular book in the show notes. It's on Amazon. Costs $10. Uh, yeah. I have not taken And I should have brought it, it with me up here. I would have shown it to you. But it looks just like the cross logic. But it is so the cross logic ones, there is always enough information just in the statements to solve them. There's no that's, why, that's probably why I got bored with them because I'm like, as long as you just read all the information and parse it all, there's not a lot of leaps. Honestly, I I only liked the insane ones and I solved them all. So um sometimes I go back and play story mode, but um yeah. I feel like I, I did all the insane ones and now I'm like, I, I want more of that. <laughs> and I don't know if the story mode ever gets that hard. Most of the story mode ones I played are like two or three trait at most. Yeah. And I want the big puzzles. And you may have just hit on something too. It may be some of these puzzles, if if something is too easy it and it takes too, it still takes a decent amount of time, it's not satisfying. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I know I can solve this. It's just going to take me time and I solve it. Okay, it takes me time and I solve it. I'm not unlocking anything. There's no goal or anything like that. It's just like you want to feel challenged so there's that satisfaction when you complete that puzzle. Mm-hmm. And that might be that maybe I just need to do it again and just do the insane mode. So, Fletcher, you've been looking down for a while. Did you download the app and have you been playing it now? Yes, I downloaded <laughs> the app. And I went through the tutorial and I played the first two levels. And... I was just listening to what you said, Kitty, about you played the, like, I guess the insane difficulty because the first two levels, it's like. You just played them in this amount of time. They're easy. Yeah. And the tutorial. And I was like, okay, I get how this works. And it, it, there's no mystery behind it. It's like, you know. You just click things. Just it tells you what to and click like, and okay. you click it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, this is not anything. I need something that's a little bit more 
I don't know. Engaging, meaty. stimulating, makes me think. Yeah. yeah. But there was one about garden gnomes, I think, in the insane level that like I had to restart it like three times because I kept like the there's like more nuance to the statements. There's more like inference between like, oh, it said this in this statement and you have to apply that over here. And if I click the wrong box, then that's gonna mess everything up. So um so that was the hardest one I think was the garden gnome one for me. So, so yeah, Chris, um, you should just keep playing until you get to the garden gnomes. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> and let me know pro- if you can solve that one. <laughs> yeah, the way this app works, uh, now that there's a challenge on there, a hundred percent, I'm going to do that. Because as soon as <laughs> someone says, "I bet you can't even do that," uh, I'm like, "Oh, what? You watch me? I'm going to screen cap the whole thing." And well, start I eventually and- got there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think what started this all for me was a Kickstarter. I don't know if you remember this, Chris, um, back when we were doing uh, the Kickstarter edition of this podcast, there was a puzzle book called Journal 29, yes. I think. Yeah. And um, I got that and I really enjoyed it. And I started looking for more puzzle books. And this Montague Island Mysteries book um, was highly recommended of like, you know, oh, you like this, try this. Um, and it was really hard. But it started me looking at logic puzzles, and then the internet decided that I liked logic puzzles, and that's how I ended up with this app. So, I've been telling you. So ever here we are. To play more. Yeah, and I do, and I'm probably going to buy these other two books, even though I've never finished the first one because it's just like scribbles of notes in the margins of these puzzles. That's like, and I remember, you know, this was so long ago that I took vacations in the world and I was trying to play one of these puzzles in the United lounge at O'Hare airport. And Spencer was like, why are you so stressed out? This is supposed to be like a fun and relaxing vacation. And you're stressing over this puzzle. I'm like, because if he walks down the hallway, how can he get, he's like, you're thinking on one floor, you have to think on three floors. And I was like, get out of here with your logic. I didn't, (laughs) but, but then I solved the puzzle. So, you know, yeah, that, I don't know if that's even more fun or less fun when your husband is like, you're just doing it wrong. <laughs> doing it wrong. But that's actually part of, I think there is some fun in that because it's not that they're solving the puzzle for you. It's that they're triggering you to think in a different way than you thought mm-hmm. before. And that it's like, oh man, I should have been thinking that way. But now that I yeah. have that in my arsenal, that I am better at these. And there's yeah, certain times I that, almost yeah. think I should go on YouTube and see if I can find someone who does logic puzzles on YouTube, because I feel like I am the only person I know who has this interest, because let's face it, it's extremely niche and nerdy, <laughs> which I'm, is kind of my brand. But, you I'm know, gonna plug, I'm going to plug Cracking the Cryptic. <laughs> Um, it is my yes. YouTube channel of choice. And there's two people on there, Simon and Mark. Um, I've only watched Mark once. I mean, he does not entertain me. But Simon on Cracking <laughs> the Cryptic. Oh, it, he's just so entertaining. He's just he's like this British, super nice guy. And as humble as can be, but one of like the most brilliant Sudoku solvers in the world. Uh, it's, it is fascinating to watch. But like, I don't know. I I feel like if I watch other people do these kinds of things... I can do them. Like, I'm really good at learning how to do this kind of thing, which is why I have a science degree, because this is all math. This is how I was able to pass calculus and differential equations and all those classes, because this is the kind of thing. This is how my brain works. (laughs) To Well, to up the ante then in doing this... They have an app, and the app, all the because they don't do oh, I'm traditional Sudoku puzzles. <laughs> um, like all the stuff they do is just really like most of their puzzles don't even start with numbers on. Um, yeah. So like all their stuff is just super interesting, and but you can play it in the app, and you can open up the puzzle in the app. You can play along with him, or you can like try it on your own before and then watch him play. I just watch him because I think he's just fascinating to watch. He's really fast too. Yeah. So you you've been watching these too. I've seen a few of them. It's not like my go-to YouTube um, channel, but like watching him solve these Sudoku puzzles, he's like, oh, like that means that there's a has six here. 
that means there's a three here and a two here and a five over here. I'm like, you're going way okay. too fast. Yeah. Hold on. So, so when you said there is an app, I didn't expect there to be five different <laughs> apps. <laughs> these people. There's classic Sudoku. There's miracle Sudoku, thermo Sudoku, killer Sudoku, and arrow Sudoku all by cracking the crypt. Yeah, the one that I, I have just classic Sudoku right now. But I think the other ones allow you to do the different um, variations of those puzzles. <sighs> I so. feel like I might just start with killer because yeah, you know, good. that's the one i like to play yeah so yeah this I'm paying five dollars this better be good chris <laughs> it's it's worth it this is a sudoku channel sudoku channel that their videos get average of one million views plus within the first like couple weeks that they're released it's it's insane how addicting this stuff is to watch I'm going to YouTube I mean, and seeing who does logic yeah. puzzles because if no one else does, I'm going to start a channel and make millions of dollars. <laughs> Somebody does, I promise. There's probably already a channel there. I mean, yeah. there's lots of weird stuff on YouTube. Like, <laughs> I like to watch Lockpicking Lawyer. You guys ever watch that? I yes. I have had it suggested a couple times. I'm like, huh. I I sort of want to watch that. I think I watched one recently on why store locks are insecure in, in the U.S. or something like that. It's like a bobby pin, and a and you can crack into any store you want. What? what? But yeah, I don't there's know. lots of fun stuff. I'm not seeing a lot of logic puzzle content on here. No, well, you'll find it. <sighs> So I do want to talk about... Now that so, I Googled it, the algorithm will come for me. <laughs> I hope. It will. You'll see it. All right. So let's talk <laughs> about crosswords for a moment. And then we're going to talk about board games that incorporate these logic puzzles, but make them games. Um, so do any of us like crosswords? Absolutely not. Really. not. It's always uh, an IBIS. No. It's an yeah, IBIS yeah. or a Ewer or whatever other stupid words they use every week. I used to do them when I was in college, though. So you can probably <laughs> like, still speak. I don't think I've ever solved the Our student newspaper ones were pretty, pretty okay. Yeah. I could might, might be able to do like elementary school crossword puzzles, maybe. <laughs> but what crosswords does, and I imagine that Sudoku does this for a lot of people. Uh, the cross logic puzzles do this for a lot of people. Wordle is fairly approachable for like Wordle is probably the most approachable of the logic puzzles that we are, we'll be talking about, but crosswords for me makes me feel like an idiot. And that's not <laughs> like, it's okay to come against a hard logic puzzle and be like, Oh man, I can't figure out the next step. But Sudoku's never made me feel like an idiot. Crosswords just automatically I'm guaranteed that I'm going to look at this. I get three words out of 120 and be like, yep, that's all I can do. And I I do not like that feeling. I do not understand the concept of the puzzle. I don't understand like how the clues work. I don't get anything about it. I'm sure I could learn like again like anything, it's a skill, but there's nothing enjoyable about it for me. <sighs> yeah. But it makes me like again, it makes me understand how some people who like Sudoku is intimidating for people who don't like numbers. Even if Sudoku is not math, and there's no math in Sudoku at all, but it can seem like there is, and that can be intimidating. People can feel like I don't even know where to start. Like, how does this even work? That's how I feel with crossword. Kitty's yeah, doing a puzzle. I agree. Right now. I am. I'm like, yeah. You shouldn't have told me to download the app. Away. <laughs> uh, no, I'm the same way. Looking at crosswords, I'm just like, some of them jump right out at you. You're like, oh, I know what this is. But some of them, it's like, what? I, I don't, I don't there, know. I feel like there should be like a question. But yeah. there's, sometimes there's not even a question. It's just like a word. And it's like, okay, that's that's a word. What do you want me to do with that? Um, it's like, here's a clue, boat. And it's like, <laughs> uh, okay. The thing is, though, like, the more you play them, the more you know when it says, like, um, a boat, you're like, Ugh, they mean either one of these three words. How many letters is it? It means yacht. It's always yacht. It's always, like there's there's certain words that always show up, and that's what I was saying. It's always an ibis. It's always a ewer. There's like words that are like the more you do them, the more you know what the clues are getting at, and all it does is give you enough of the clues that you know you're supposed to know to have you then have letters in the words that you actually need to guess. So I would say. For me, when I was doing them, there was like each puzzle kind of had three kinds of clues and they were like the easy clues, the clues that everyone can get. You know, it, it gives you an actual descriptor for a word and you're like, oh, yeah. And they're like the 
they're the ones you get on your first pass. And then there's like the second passwords, which are the ones where these are the kind of words that show up just in crossword puzzles because they have a weird placement of vowels or whatever it is that like works out to make the puzzle fit. <laughs> and those words yeah. you'd get on the second pass. And then by the time you fill in the easy words and those words, you have enough of the other letters to actually figure out the hard clues. It's And that's how you do them. It's just not yeah. fun. It's pure torture for it, me. Pure torture. It's really hard <laughs> to find because I felt like the New York Times ones are always too hard. I could maybe do like Monday, Tuesday crossword puzzles, but like they get harder throughout the week and they got really hard and you had to pay for them and I didn't like to do that. And then I liked my college level ones, but then there's like the People Magazine ones and not to be mad to rude to people who like the People Magazine ones, but they were just like, there's no challenge to them for me. It was more like, like, do you know pop culture this week? Instead of like, do you want to do a crossword puzzle? See, so those those are the ones that sound more fun to me, though. The ones that are all of the f- first type of clues that you were mentioning. That's what I want. Yeah. I want all of Then you should do the People ones. Magazine yeah. crossword puzzle. <laughs> all right. They're, and if you like doing that, great. They're, they're out there. They're fun. Somebody must enjoy them because they do them. For every People Magazine issue, I don't know, they come out weekly, monthly, I don't know. I thought print media was dead, but People Magazine just keeps showing up in my doctor's office. (laughs) All right. Speaking of things that don't show up in your doctor's office, um, (laughs) actual board games that use logic puzzles at their core. Oh, that's how I got trapped into accidentally playing Sudoku on my phone was I was trying to look up a game. (laughs) Go on. Trapped. (laughs) trapped into playing sudoku yeah so it happens to me more often than you think (laughs) there's not a lot of these because the problem with puzzles uh is that they have solutions and you have to come up with if you're playing a board game you're playing it multiple times the solutions have to vary and that is tricky to do now i'm not saying that's impossible to do um you might say escape room games can kind of fall into this Uh, escape room games are more puzzle-esque and once you've played them you know you've solved the puzzle so you're not gonna go back and play them again so outside of escape room games the other one that is blatantly a logic puzzle is the search for planet x and the way they gamify that so let's talk about let's talk about escape room gamification first that is essentially you have a timer you have a timer Mm -hmm. and you can get clues right which is a fine way of gamifying just about any puzzle here's a sudoku puzzle you have 10 minutes to solve it, ready, go. Like that, Then it becomes a game. And we talked about this in our puzzle versus game episode of how you can do that. But they tend to still be co-op-y um, you're, or a race, like who can solve the puzzle first. With the search for Planet X, and probably spend the last five, 10 minutes talking about this game alone, this game is brilliant. It's And if you like logic puzzles, you should just go to Amazon and buy this game right now or your local you know, game strap, wherever you can buy this game. Um, are, are you buying it right now? I am buying it right now. Yeah, because... I was waiting for you to finish describing it, but I have it up on Amazon on my phone currently. <laughs> so this is this is how this works. And it's app-driven. So we talked about the fact that you have to create puzzles. There has to be puzzles. So there's an app that actually generates the puzzle for you. Um, and it it's behind the scenes. The app itself is actually... Very, very well done. I, I don't think it was as well done when for the game first came out a year ago, but now like it was it was fantastic. But you have a number of quadrants around the sky. And each quadrant or um, pie slices, basically. Um, and each pie slice can have one object in it, or it could be empty. And you're looking for planet X. Now, each of the pie slices, your each of the objects has certain rules that go along with it. Um, you know, asteroids have to be next to another asteroid. Um, comets can only show up in certain uh, pie slices. Um, dwarf planets are always going to be adjacent to an empty space. Those types of rules are just standard rules that apply in every single game. But also every single game has a new rule that will relate two objects together. And But you don't know those rules up front. You have to take an action to research those two objects to get this rule, which may or may not be useful to you. Also, as you're playing the game, you're going to be playing against other people. At certain points in the game, you are going to publish a paper. They said publish a paper, which is putting a token face down on a pie slice saying, I think this has this object in it. And in two more of these published phases, 
that the token will make it to the front. You flip it over and everyone will now find out whether or not you were right or wrong. And they can apply that to what they know. They can also infer. Well, if Kitty put a token down there, she must know this about that because I see what she's what questions she's asking. I just don't know the answers to those questions. So when you put a, a question in the app, you type in the question. You have to say the question, but you obviously don't say the answer. So then I can try to infer what you're doing or how you're playing that out because that's how you get points in the game. You win by essentially guessing correctly early or knowing correctly early. But if you were wrong, you give everyone else other information and you lose a time point. And that's how the game plays. Like whoever is furthest back on the time track will take the next turn. There's also a solo mode to this where you're playing against a bot that the app takes care of. And again, it's seamless because you're already looking at the app for your logic puzzles, but it'll tell you what the bot's doing. And you can infer what from what the bot's doing, different things. And the bot it plays fair. So it only knows what you have told it or what it knows because it took its its regular turns. <laughs> it's so good. It's just it's it's just a lot of fun. Like I have to tr- I'm going to try to win and I need to get, and it's still point based, right? The number of objects that you know correctly will determine how many points you get at the end of the game and whoever has the most points wins. So even if you solve the puzzle, if someone else knows more, they could still win. Because they didn't rush to the answer, they understand better what the whole sky looks like. And there's multiple difficulties and all of that. So that's the search for Planet X. It is, uh, I don't know, have you pressed buy yet? I did. <laughs> all right. I actually swiped to buy now. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I, did, I did do that. Um, so I don't know if you've been noticing that I've been typing my, my games over here on the list of board games that are just logic games. And another way that you can... Um, kind of gamify this is by um, pitting players against each other. So Mastermind, we talked about Mastermind um, a lot when we talked about Wordle, but I don't know if we ever described it. It's one of these old games that we just kind of assume everyone knows what it is. Um, but I don't actually know that that's the case. So in Mastermind, you have colors instead of letters, but it's basically Wordle. So yeah. <laughs> I think we've described that enough. So basically, one person chooses the pattern instead of, you know, an app or a computer. It's one person chooses a pattern and the other player or players. I think typically you're supposed to play it two player, like head to head. Um, but I used to play it as a big group. We had a big felt board version of Mastermind where each person, we would take turns making a guess. Um, and you would get different clues for how many how colors many? you had in the right position and how many you had the correct color in the wrong position. Yeah. But you didn't know, unlike Wordle, you didn't know which colors they were being talked about. Exactly. So, you, But you had a lot more guesses. Yeah, so you had you had more time to figure things out, um, and going off of that was um, Zendo, which was a game I think I've only played once at your house, and I don't think anyone would play it with me again because I really enjoyed it and I had too much fun, and everyone else is like, it's, it's just game, exhausting playing with you. <laughs> it's a game that will never it'll never leave my collection because and thank you for <laughs> filling out these because I didn't think about it, but yeah, so Zendo is a game where you have a logic rule. Um, and mm-hmm. if you play this the loosey-goosey way, uh, you can make any logical you want. It doesn't matter anything at all. And you do that with um, by representing there's different colored shapes. And the shapes can be laying down. They can be stacked on top of each other. They can be pointing. And the rule can essentially be anything. Uh, my rule is all red shapes are going to point up, right? So that's my rule. And you're trying to figure out my rule. And so you might put a red shape on on the table and I'm like, nope, that doesn't match my rule. And then you might add a blue shape. And I'm like, nope, that doesn't match my rule. And then you might say, okay, well, I'm going to point both of these up. And I'm like, nope, that doesn't match my rule. Because not all red shapes are pointing up, right? So, but you, and then you might just put a red shape pointing up. And I say, yes, that matches my rule. But now you have to tell me what the rule is. Is it only that there's one red shape? Is it there's red shapes? Is it that is pointing up? So there's, that's how Zendo works. And you, it's a group game. One person comes up with the rule and everyone else is trying to guess it first. Um, now the Zendo, if you buy the Zendo version today, it actually comes with cards. So the cards, you draw a card and you're going to pick a rule off the card, which makes it much, much, 
I, I want I don't want to say easier because it's not necessarily easier, but it's more fun because you can't come up with these just broken situations. Yeah. Um, well, it also like, takes the pressure off coming up with the rule yourself. Like it, there, there's less creativity or like quick yeah. think of something. Yeah, we're lo- of we're logic people. On. We're not creative people. But <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna say something. It looks like I'm looking at pictures on Board Game Geek, and it looks like these are played with like homeworld pieces almost so originally sort it was of. A, yeah originally this was a pyramid arcade game um but you needed a lot of different pieces so what he did is he said you know something zendo deserves its own thing so he created wedge pieces um cubes and i think the pyramids are still there and so that you have a lot more variety in the shapes that you use to play the game but it's a pyramid arcade based game got it but yeah it yeah. comes out of um looney labs right there's a company yep. Yep. Yeah. And Zendo, it's it's a it's just like it's a black and white box. Um, it's certainly an abstract game, but it is a great um intellectual party game, is is how I'm gonna do it. Just just so I can talk down to the world. <laughs> so, so um since we started talking about this, I realized um I created two lists here. This is a, a list of games that um have logic components to them and also a list of games that no one wants to play with me again but i really (laughs) loved like i (laughs) so the next game that i have put on this list um actually i'm gonna skip that one we're gonna go to herbalism do you remember this one chris this is the first kickstarter i I ever backed (laughs) but i don't remember this being a logic game i thought this was a set collection game no you have a well there is there are sets of cards so there are cards and not all of them get dealt out i think one card gets hidden and you the goal of everyone is to figure out which card is hidden and you have to follow rules to trade cards amongst the players to try to identify i don't remember if it's one card or maybe three cards something like that there there are cards that are missing so You're trying to trade cards and swap them in a way that you can figure out what's missing without giving away the information from your hand. Okay. And that actually opens up an entire classification of logic games. Because your next um, game on here was Clue, (laughs) which is the quintessential, (laughs) you know, remove cards, figure it out. Uh, It is... If Clue needs to be redone without the roll and move aspect, because Clue is one of those games where it's like, if I actually could ask questions, that would be great. But I keep rolling a one, so I'll just keep like slowly limping my way into the bathroom so that I can actually ask a question about the wrench. Um, <laughs> but one that I really, really like in the same genre is Awkward Guess, which is a Clue killer. Like, no one should play mm-hmm. Clue ever again. Play Awkward Guess. And the way this works is, again, you're going to set up um, – this one has – there's there's puzzles in a book. So essentially, you're going to pick a puzzle, and you're going to take all the cards that are numbered for that puzzle. And then they get shuffled out. They get – you know, you're drawing cards. You're going to have information. There's going to be ways for you to get information from other people. But in this game, you have a map of a mansion, and you have to know where – who did the killing, with what weapon, and where – and in order to do that, you're actually saying, okay, well, I know the scissors were in the bedroom, and Mr. Plum, not really a Mr. Plum in this game, he was started out <laughs> in the foyer, and the body was found in the garage. So can I find a way that Mr. Plum walked from the foyer to the bedroom and got to the garage and was murdered? And you'll get different clues like so-and-so saw so-and-so in this room. And as you're figuring out like how the guests are moving around, and it is... Such a fun, like who done it, figure it out game. And again, you're competing with your other. It's a, it's a race. Who can figure it out the fastest? And there is yeah. a solo version of this where I think you have a limited number of turns in order to figure it out. But again, it's one of those things. Let's make a puzzle game a race, and now we can make it a game, like a puzzle. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I think we probably could have just gone to Board Game Geek and clicked the um, deduction and puzzle. Category. Um, <laughs> category here and looked at all these games um because they're they're it there are tons of these games but it's all you know like where do we draw the line and any game that i enjoy is probably somewhere in the puzzle game category of <laughs> board game geek um because it is 
somewhat a broad category, but I don't know. I wish I could like do a subset. Like, can I see the games that have both deduction and puzzle subcategories? I want the middle of that Venn diagram is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they are f- they're they're non confrontational, basically, right? It's just kind of a race yes. to see who can solve it first. <laughs> but the problem is, they do have the ability to do to have the crossword effect right where i'm like yeah i don't like this because it makes me feel dumb and i don't want uh-huh. to feel dumb and it's so you have to have like the right group of people uh just for so people know a few of these games now social deduction is very different than deduction games um because social uh-huh. deduction doesn't use logic it uses well, social cues and and that type of thing but um so Alchemist is the the number the highest rated of these of deduction games. Search for Planet X is, is the next highest. Um, deduction Murder in Hong Kong, it is technically a social deduction game. There is a hidden traitor, but I think this one still falls under deduction a whole lot better. Yeah, um, and I like it. <laughs> yeah, Micro Macro Crime City. I think you would like this one too, Kitty, a lot. This one, is, I think it won the Spiel des Jahres last year, but it's um, it is a giant map. With all kinds of like these tiny little drawings and you're trying to figure out you have different puzzles and you're trying to figure out what happened based on these drawings, like based on this map of the city that's like active and alive. And you can like follow you're following this little guy and like, oh, and then suddenly he's dead outside the theater. But but who killed him? And you're trying to figure (laughs) out, you know, by searching this It's kind of where's Waldo meets murder deduction. Um Cryptid. I haven't played Cryptid. I kind of should. Mysterium. Mysterium is not logic. That is an abstract. It's kind of like a Dixit type of thing. Love Letter. I don't believe that's a deduction either. That's more of a just a guess that there's no real logic in Love Letter. Um, Awkward Guess is on here. Um, I'm going to start skipping the ones I have no idea about because there's a lot of them. (laughs) Um, There's a couple escape rooms on here. Um, oh, Micro Macro Crime City Full House. I didn't even know that. It does. Uh, five Minute Mystery. I have to think that that is not deduction. You don't do a real-time co-op five minute <laughs> and have that be deduction. Um, uh, it's A lot of these are kind of like on the edge of like hues and cues. This is like deduce what color yeah, I picked. That's, that's why I want to find the... I need the Venn diagram center because some of these are not puzzle games, but they are technically deduction. Yeah. Some of the deduction... The puzzle games are not deductive puzzles. They're just, you know puzzly i don't know yeah but and unfortunately like, um, the advanced search patchwork on- you can't call patchwork <laughs> a deduction game you know <laughs> but it is a puzzle you're trying to fit the pieces together but, Ooh, but i love i think i the can deduction do it. Puzzle. There- did you figure it out i think i oh. yeah so under mechanic you want to choose deduction and under category, send me this list you want to choose puzzle <laughs> um so let's see if we do deduction and puzzle um that actually gets now. rid of Search for Planet X, though. So I think that that... Oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> if Search for Planet X doesn't fall on here, we have the wrong wrong search. Ugh. Oh, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. I didn't sort it correctly. Um, How dare you? <laughs> but nope, I'm still following. It does not. Oh, terrible. But uh, we'll figure it out at some point. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's, our, that's our logic things that's our logic discussion that's our that's i like that puzzle that's our games that no one will play with kitty more than once episode (laughs) i will play them with you i want to talk about uh one game quickly before we bring this to a close um i think i talked about it before a long time ago uh it's called black box this is oh yeah yes yeah you guys are familiar with it, I guess. Well, because uh, well, you, I remember you, you talking, talking about, about it. it. Yeah, but it's not <laughs> oh, a board okay. game, right? It's a. There's a number of it's apps. A board game. On the, is it a board game? Well, there's a number yeah. of apps. That's how I played it. Okay. Well, there's a number hey. of apps on the App Store where you can um, <laughs> find this as well. So if you want to play it, uh, but I'll let you describe it, Fletcher, as to how it works. Um, Black Box is a eight by eight grid uh, where there are marbles, but I think in the game they're called like atoms that are placed. Mm-hmm. And depend and the idea is that like on on the grid on the edges of the grid you are like shooting light quote unquote through and the light can react differently um, depending on how it hits one of these marbles so it can be like reflected back at back at you it can be a direct hit it could be coming out the side it could be doing all these strange things and um, you want to guess how many how many atoms there are in this black box 
and their arrangement. And basically, the more times you guess, the uh, the the lower your it's like golf rules. Yeah. So the higher your score is, which is bad. So you want to try to be strategic about your guesses. Yeah, I really enjoyed um, it. Like it was. Yeah. It was one of those, and it's a little bit hard to understand at first because it is. You're like, okay, wait a minute. So this bounces off of this, and that that's just going to bounce like this, and this is going to this. But then you'll see some, like, I shoot a light in from this way, and it shines out someplace else. I'm like, how does that even happen? But then you forget there could be multiple bounces inside of there. So now you yep. have to, like, line something up another way to s- confirm, was there something there? Or is this, you know, there's a lot of... Kitty, I think you would like this, actually. I haven't found, like, a really stellar implementation at all. All of them are essentially just kind of like, you know, here are the rules and here are the puzzles. Um, But they're not terrible. But they are kind of fun to just kind of figure out what's going on in there. And then once you reveal it, you're like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. The game is, you know, if it's an app, then it's like one player. But you can set this up for two players because one person places the atoms and the other person needs to guess where they are and since kitty sent me the link to black box on amazon i will put that i don't think you can buy it (laughs) it's just like yeah but here it is it used to exist it's a two-player game uh ages 10 to adult issued in 1978 by parker brothers the ultimate game game of hide and seek yeah it was pretty old it's like my dad's game and he taught me how to play it and i remember playing it with him and it was pretty fun it's fun it looks so really it cool one person is coming up with the pattern and the other person is trying to solve it is that the idea with a two-player game uh yes it's kind of like battleship but there's no firing back kind of well i will yeah. say this it's worth going to amazon to look at the pictures here because this defunct yeah the back of the box the bottom middle picture is a gentleman in a with a shirt collar shirt <laughs> or, sweater or vest a sweater or yep. i guess it's a sweater yeah <laughs> yep um playing with what i can only assume is his fiance not not girlfriend not wife but fiance in front of a fire um, mm-hmm. and that's why I don't believe they're married yet because there's a fire and, and candlelit <laughs> game playing. So, um, but it's a little too serious to just be a girlfriend. So that's why I'm, I'm just going to say fiance here. <laughs> I love these little things. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the exact box that I had too growing up. Find hidden locations by using invisible rays. Unusual? It is. In fact, it's unique. <laughs> challenging it is you use logic deduction and common sense to achieve the best possible score fun it is (laughs) (laughs) this is cracking me up 70s style board games but like this is an actual like it's not like the the old kind of like blah board games you know you we all make fun of this is one of the few that's like oh this is really cool looking but like the marketing of it is so hilarious on this box yeah if you look at this is the artwork and everything seems like you know what you would see people playing in 2001 a space odyssey yeah (laughs) right 70s kind of futuristic kind of look to it oh 70s future that's that's yeah (laughs) it's all the rage uh all right. Well, I'm going to go on a cruise. Um, I actually, as as we when we press stop here, I will edit this and then I'll get it set up to post on Tuesday. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to be leaving this house in 11 hours, 13 hours. Sorry, um, not that anyone cares, but uh, I still need to. Well, pass. How are you going to solve these problems if you can't do basic math, Chris? <laughs> I know the the real problem i'm going to have is to make sure i get my wordle and all of my bga turns in before i get on the plane so that by the time i get off the plane i'll have more bga turns to do um listeners make sure that somebody in this welcome to game knows how to kick chris when his internet doesn't let him take his turns because i i don't (laughs) trust me or fletcher to figure it out i think it's automatic uh, all right, and I Good. still haven't rewrote the <laughs> the end show notes. So, um, Kitty, you're gonna do the names because you haven't done the names. Oh in no, a year. you, ha- you haven't done them <laughs> in a year. So, <laughs> all right, so you're reading this other part. I'm gonna do the that other that you part. haven't rewritten. Yep, and Fletcher gets the uh, the night off. Um, but yeah, and oh then, wow, and then you guys get two weeks <sighs> off, so you're, you're good. Fletcher's but, just walking away now. I know. <laughs> He's out of here. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So I'm, this is how this is going to go. Uh, maybe if I end up rewriting this, I should just listen, make this text-to-speech. Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Um, don't follow us on social media because we don't keep up on any of that stuff. But we do have a Discord. You should join it. Links in the show notes. Uh, you can listen to us live when we record. Uh, the next time we're going to record is the 28th, uh, Monday, 8.30 Central Time. So check us out there, tabletopgametalk.com slash live. Um, if you want to email us, have any comments, questions, uh, we should do a questions episode in the near future. Those are fun. You can do that at feedback at tabletopgametalk.com. And thank you to our patrons the hosting all our hosting fees and all our giveaways um, are sponsored by our patrons and that really came in handy as I shipped out about a hundred games last year so <laughs> finally a huge thank you to our current patrons Adam Harrison Miles Clark The Gift of Games Sahara Wentworth Jason Strong John Lewis Joe Hoover Danita Hersey Jim Conrad Lightning Steve Gary Bunker Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayash, John Williams, David Rank, Sir Sully, Matthew Droke, Jimothy, Paul Raymer, Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keith, Joe Punman, Leanne Verholst, Stephen Judd, Christopher Letgo, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Jason Marks, Christopher Dong, Terrence Miltner, Richard Yassi, David Radke, Brian Arnold, David Wagoner, Courtney Falk, Ryan Ellett, Dan Seed, Darren McClellan, David Gardner, Tony Simpkins, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Selander, Adrian Dong, Chris, Eric Huffman, Jason Rodney, Justin Willard, Jerry Wong, and Sean P. Kelly. And thank you to anyone who's ever been a patron. Your support means the world to us, past, present, and future. Until next week, keep playing games and having fun. This is just in case I need to pass this on. Someone needs to be able to read that line. That felt <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my biggest thing with packing is I'm bringing some games, but I have to, like, pack boxes inside of boxes inside of boxes. And then I'm going to check the luggage that has games in it. So I have to make sure, A, it's less than 50 pounds, and B, that it's can withstand the way they abuse luggage so i actually throw luggage around (laughs) yeah so i actually am packing my games inside of amazon boxes with padding and then putting the amazon boxes into the suitcases um i figure if it works for ups it should work for that (laughs) you could just bring you could just check your bag i mean not check it but like carry it on um this is a like one of the three and a half foot tall bags because I, I do have a carry-on as well but it's a week long so i'm like i need a little more stuff but i'm only bringing like five or six games and i better play them because i'm it's a pain in the butt to <laughs> bring games onto a ship so but i'll talk to you guys in a week and a half